Isaiah chapter 17, verse 1. The Burden of Damascus Lo, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it hath been a heap, a ruin. The city of Damascus is the oldest city in the world. It's in Syria. This prophecy is against Syria, saying that the Lord is going to take it down. Even though Damascus has been conquered before, it's always been repopulated and rebuilt, so people are still living there. But in the last few chapters, Isaiah prophesied against Israel and against Babylon and against Syria and Persia and the Moabites. Now he's prophesying specifically against the city of Damascus in Syria. 2. Forsaken are the cities of Aror, for droves they are, and they have lain down, and there is none troubling. The cities of Aror in Syria will also be destroyed. 3. And ceased hath the fortress of Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Aram are as the honor of the sons of Israel, the affirmation of Jehovah of hosts. Jehovah of hosts means Lord of angel armies. And there's only one God who commands angel armies. There's no false God who can do that. The affirmation of the Lord of hosts means he is affirming that this prophecy is true that the tribe of Ephraim is also going to be conquered because of the Lord's wrath. The reason that the Lord is prophesying against Ephraim and Damascus is because all of the tribes except Judah and Levi were in cahoots with Syria to conquer Judah, and the Lord was angry with them for doing that. 4. And it hath come to pass, in that day, wax poor doth the honor of Jacob, and the fatness of his flesh doth wax lean. Waxing means to get bigger, but this says their poverty is going to get bigger, and their leanness or their skinniness is going to get bigger. So it's kind of an oxymoron. What it's really saying is that the people of Israel are going to starve. 5. And it hath come to pass, as the gathering by the reaper of the standing corn, and his arm the ears reapeth. And it hath come to pass, as the gathering of the ears in the valley of Rephaim. 6. And left in him have been gleanings, as the compassing of an olive. 2. Three berries on the top of a branch. 4. Five on the fruitful boughs. The affirmation of Jehovah, God of Israel. The Lord is making a metaphor that it will be just like harvest time where you take most of the crops and you only leave straggling berries behind or straggling ears of corn. The Lord is saying that most of the people in Ephraim are going to die and only a few stragglers will be left alive. 7. In that day doth man look to his maker, yea, his eyes to the Holy One of Israel look. The Lord says that when I bring this tribulation on the land of Israel, then they'll pay attention to me. Right now, they're fully ignoring the Lord because they want to attack his royal tribe of Judah. If you tried to attack your older brother to steal his inheritance, your father would be very angry with you. That's what the Israelites were trying to do to the tribe of Judah, and that made the Lord very angry, because he is the father of all of them.
8. And he looketh not unto the altars, the work of his own hands, and that which his own fingers made he seeth not, the shrines and the images. Creating shrines is a pagan practice. For instance, in the Catholic Church where they have shrines, that's actually a pagan practice to make those things. The Lord says that when he attacks Ephraim, then Israel will look to him and ignore their own idols. They will start praying to the real God again. 9. In that day are the cities of his strength as the forsaken thing of the forest, and the branch that they have left, because of the sons of Israel, it also hath been a desolation. The branch is a genealogical branch. A lot of the genealogical lineage will be wiped out from Israel because the Lord is going to kill people. Family names are going to be wiped out. He says it will be as if a city was turning into a forest. 10. Because thou hast forgotten the God of thy salvation, and the rock of thy strength hast not remembered, therefore thou plantest plants of pleasantness, and with a strange slip sowest it. This is another metaphor where the Lord is saying, You have practiced convenient religion, and now what you're going to get out of it is nothing. Instead of honoring me, you wanted to honor your pagan gods, and you're not going to reap a harvest from that. The metaphor is that they planted a bad harvest. They thought the plants would be pleasant, but they're getting no harvest. False religion is pleasant. It makes us feel good. That's why people do it. You know, people decorate the Christmas tree because it's beautiful to look at and it makes you feel good. But it's false religion. That's why in the book of Jeremiah, the Bible specifically tells us not to put up a Christmas tree, although it isn't called a Christmas tree at that time. But it says, don't put up a tree and decorate it with silver and gold because that's what the pagans do. You know, trick or treat, it makes you feel good because you get candy. And celebrating Ashtar makes you feel good because you get Easter eggs and chocolate bunnies. It's all about feeling good and having a good time. That's one of the things that people love about false religion, and that's why they follow it. That's why it says plants of pleasantness. 11. In the day thy plant thou causest to become great, and in the morning thy seed makest to flourish. A heap is the harvest in a day of overflowing, and of mortal pain. The Lord says, when you try to harvest this plant that you have planted, then instead of heaps of good harvest, you're going to suffer unto death. 12. Woe to the multitude of many peoples, as the sounding of seas they sound, and to the wasting of nations, as the wasting of mighty waters they are wasted. In the Bible, nations and large groups of people are often equated with the sea. That's why it says that the harlot of Babylon in Revelation sits on many waters. Those waters represent nations. And the Lord here is also calling the people of Israel many nations, which they were because there were ten tribes. He says they're going to wither away, and that's because he's going to allow Israel to be attacked for its rebellion against the tribe of Judah. 13. As the wastes of many waters are wasted, and he hath pushed against it, and it hath fled afar off, and been pursued as chaff of hills, before wind, 
and as a rolling thing before a hurricane. The metaphor is that these ten tribes are like water, and the Lord is going to blow on the water, and it's going to turn into dust, and it's going to get swept away in a whirlwind or in a tornado, and the dust is going to be blown away. Many people in Israel are going to die. Some people judge the Lord when he takes a life. But God knows who is going to repent, and whenever he takes a life, he knows that either that person is ready for heaven or they're ready for hell. All of us have many, many warnings in our lifetime to repent. When he takes our life, it is fully just because he knows everything about us, and nobody else knows that information, so that's why nobody can judge God for what he does. 14. At even time. Lo, terror, before morning it is not, it is the portion of our spoilers, and the lot of our plunderers. They are going to be attacked in the night, the city of Damascus, and places in Israel. They'll go to bed thinking that they're safe, but they won't make it till morning. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 17.